Hello and welcome back to the Meeting Gold podcast. Your host here, Samuel Mealy. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, we've got a special guest on today, Matt. Matt, what's your last name again? Gosh. Gosh. Yeah. He is born in Niagara. Born in Niagara, right? Yeah. Grew up here in Niagara, but kind of focuses on real estate in areas past Niagara. Niagara, right. Hamilton, um, like GTA as well, kind of. Yeah, not not quite to the, the GTA, but um, like I was telling you before, so I mean, uh, born and raised in Niagara, yep. so that's uh, you know that's where most of my business is. But our team is based kind of in the Grimsby Stony Creek area, which Grimsby obviously still being part of Niagara, but uh, by nature of that, we do a fair amount of business. Obviously, Grimsby Stony Creek. And gotcha. I hear well, you. And how long have you been in real estate for? Just th- this right now will be my first full calendar year. First full calendar year, eh? Wow, that's that's pretty cool. So yeah. over the year, like first you told me you went to Brock. Yeah. You you kind of did the whole school thing. Mm-hmm. What was your opinion on coming out of school? Um, did you know what you wanted to do? No. So what happened, I mean, so I went to university and college. And, and I mean, I, I tell a, a lot of people this, that, you know, had I had I had the choice and if college was kind of more highly regarded, um, you know, I think I would have just went there. Right. Honestly, I think I took a lot more out of college. Uh, I think, you know, if I knew I wanted to go into real estate from day one, I could have kind of went right into it. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't. Um, so I did the university, did the college, still wasn't sure, but that's, you know, what led me into the, the finance industry and ultimately, uh, banking industry, which, uh, is where I, I, I worked for, for Meridian Credit Union. Now, let me jump in there. Yeah. You said that you probably, if you had known you wanted to be a real estate agent, you probably wouldn't have gone to school. Is that right? Yeah. Like potentially, like there's certainly, you know, there's certainly things and, uh, aspects of, there's a lot of things I took away from school, not even maybe so much the information, um, you know, the, the learning, but just, you know, time management and, um, you know, the, um, lots of presentations and teamwork. And so there's definitely value in school. Don't, don't get me wrong there. Uh, but I think there are certain jobs, uh, and fields out there where the schooling aspect is a little bit more important. Yeah. You know, I've talked to a lot of real estate agents, right. And, And one of the biggest things that I find is, they always say it's it's networking. It's building connections. That is literally the job of a real estate agent. Um, you know, marketing, everything else, that's that's all set aside. Building relationships with people is a top priority because if you don't have relationships, you don't have clients. Absolutely. Right? It's the same goes for, um, you know, building a friend group. You want to hang out with people? Great. Yep. Build, build relationships, right? Yep. There's a technique to that kind of stuff. Um, one of the biggest things I found is like, I don't know if school necessarily teaches that aspect of things. Um, So I think the biggest teacher for, you know, building relationships, networking, that kind of thing is finding a mentor Mm -hmm. and then, you know what, just going out and doing it, Mm -hmm. cold calling, uh, sitting down, having coffee with, you know, people that you look up to, um, starting a podcast where you ask people questions so you can learn more, that kind of thing, right? It's um, school, I find, teaches a lot of the book stuff, Mm -hmm. right? What was your, like, coming out of school, did you find that that kind of, in real estate, what were some areas in school that actually did help you get into real estate? Yeah, so like I was saying, I mean, definitely the the time management, and I mean, that's a whole other topic about about time management, and kind of, you know, I think it's more about how you you prioritize certain aspects of your life, and make sure that they're into your schedule, not because you actually can't manage time, right? Um, But I think the, the, the teamwork aspect of it, working in groups, and, you know, doing presentations, and I know at college, I was, you know, a lot of the professors or teachers there were still working in, in that field, right? So you were getting real life examples, you were getting relevant information, because they're still working there, right? So yeah. um, there, there was definitely those aspects that helped, 
me kind of when I got into the the banking world and then obviously into real estate after. But um, like you said, it's all it's all about relationships. And I mean, my in my mind as a realtor, your, your number one job is lead generation, right? right? And how you do that, people often think it has to be the old door-to-door salesman type of thing, cold calling, that kind of stuff. But it doesn't. Like you said, going out with somebody for a coffee, um, joining a sports team, um, you know, having a community event. Like there's so many other ways yeah, nowadays. Yeah. I mean, it's tougher with COVID, obviously, but there's many other avenues of of building relationships and networking with people besides your typical what people think of, yeah. of lead generation as right and and we were talking about this um you know one of the biggest things as an entrepreneur is and i was actually having coffee with a good friend the other day and we were we were also discussing this is entrepreneurship isn't about the idea that you have it's about the people that believe in you mm-hmm. so to me it's like you know what the idea is really important mm-hmm. but people aren't going to buy into that idea if they don't trust you if they don't know you right I think that's a big thing when it comes down to starting a business or, you know, starting a new venture. Like, for example, I've worked hard to build a podcast, right? You've worked hard to, you know, network with people outside of just your inner circle to build these relationships that, you know, if you went back to finance, you would actually have a potential client base that you could reach out to, right? right? I think it's very crucial. Um, So I want to ask you, what are some things that you've done to kind of build that, that, Inner circle, bigger, I guess. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I, you know, my transition, I wouldn't say, because, you know, in, r- real estate is not, it's not easy. It, it's, it's a simple, what you have to do is, is not, is not rocket science, um, but it's not easy. And I think where people fall off is they don't want to put the work in. Right. And so for me, I mean, I would say arguably I had a pretty easy transition in, like, you know, I would say I was in kind of the real estate industry from a different perspective. I was more on the back end with the financing right. of, of properties uh, for about five or six years there, right? So my transition in kind of lent itself fairly, fairly nicely. I did hit the ground running. I, you know, I did a bunch of deals early on, but that network from, from Meridian uh, really helped me. And a lot of what I'm doing is, is the same, right? Like right. How, I, how I build relationships, how I network with people, um, is the same. It's just when you get into, into real estate, there's some different logistics and, you know, understanding the, the contracts and kind of yeah. how, how you go about it, but how you get clients and how you run your, your day-to-day business is, is very, very similar. Now I'm, I'm really curious. Um, and I think I want to start asking more people this, but for you, Matt, yeah. what is your number one way of, I guess, I, I don't want to say getting clients, but, but building relationships, like the op, what, what is the thing that provides you the most opportunity to meet new people right now in your life? Yeah, I mean it's it's tough because of COVID, obviously, yeah. and, and I hate to use you know it's been what two two years now, so I hate to use COVID as uh, you know as, as right. an excuse, yeah. but obviously not as much of the, the community stuff. So I rely heavily um, on on my sphere and, and on, on on my network that I've already built. Um, obviously, as part of being on a team, you know, opportunities present themselves that way. But just getting back to people, like the the amount of business I've done just from following up with people and it's all in the follow-up, right? right? I mean, you know, you, you make that first cold call. Most people aren't sitting there by the phone saying, Oh, thank you so much for calling me. I've been waiting for someone to call to, to sell my house. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's when the timing is right for them, you're top of mind. And, and it's all about having that, that mind share that, that mind space. So right. note taken for everybody listening and watching, um, follow up, mm-hmm. right. Is, 100%. is that's, that's obviously one of the biggest yeah. aspects is, you know, people might not remember you after your first call or, or, or yep. you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, right? It's, it's the follow-up that will trigger that memory. Yep. 
and then you find out if they're actually interested or not, right? A lot of people can say something on the call the first time and then not follow up. I've been guilty of that. I've had some people like sales calls, oh, lead generation, oh, Google AdWords, uh, just give me a call tomorrow and don't answer, right? Right? So you kind of learn your market when you do follow up and to see who responds, who cares to respond, who's actually interested, that kind of thing. Now, I kind of want to transition gears here. When you first, you completed your first full year, so obviously congrats, that's awesome. Um, What kind of things are you doing to benefit you in the future Mm -hmm. of, I guess, building a client base? Mm -hmm. So again, just back to the follow-ups, obviously we have a database and a system that helps us with, you know, with the follow-ups and uh, putting in notes and those things. CRM system, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. So same thing, like, I mean, you know, online leads and stuff come through um, and like, you know, people always promise you leads and getting leads is one thing, but in my mind, it's what do you do with those leads? Closing them, right? right? Um, I mean, I can give somebody a thousand leads or a team can give somebody a thousand leads, but I mean, if, if, if they're not quality and if you can't do anything with them, what, what good is it? Right. So for me, it's just, yeah, same kind of thing, leveraging my network. Uh, a big focus for me is in my farm area. So in like the neighborhood where I live, Interesting. um, is, is a big area that I want. I mean, it's a, it's a newer subdivision. It's not a huge, huge, um, a number of houses, but it's an area that I really want to want to focus in on. Right. Um, and yeah, just kind of leveraging my existing network and my sphere. And obviously, as you get going in the business, referrals become a, a you know a huge part of that as well. Um, once you start getting the clients, then the referrals come in. Um, so yeah, that really leveraging the existing network I have is, is ultimately what I'm looking now. For. I want to kind of get into because obviously it it seems like you've been doing pretty well for yourself in your first year. You know, most guys don't even get really one or two deals in their first year just because it's such a transition from having to organize your time, work much harder, work for yourself. You know, I feel, it sounds like you've had that kind of feel even before you got into real estate at Meridian and, and and just even through school time management, right. And organization. Um, now let me ask you, what is your, this is, I'm really interested to hear what it is. Um, what is your like dream? Um, I guess, lead generation tactic like if you had ten thousand dollars right what would you spend that on to generate you more leads would it be um starting a podcast would it be spending on facebook ad you know what i'm kind of going at here what would that look like for you yeah i mean for me it's pretty easy it it would tie it would tie sports into into interesting um i mean i'm an avid i've played hockey all my life so playing hockey but also to golfing right i mean i'd go out and go out and golf right um and I mean, I think golf's probably that one sport that ties pretty pretty nicely mm-hmm. into into a business. I mean, I'm not very good, but I'm happy to go out there and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and to hack around. But yeah, I think that would be for me the my kind of way that I'd want to go about it would be you know meet up with some some prospects or some clients, whatever it might be, um, out, out on the golf course. And it's really interesting. Um, I think in entrepreneurship, it's it's. A lot of what hits a lot of people, but what some people who are really meant to be entrepreneurs enjoy is that it's not, there's no like business side of you and personal side of you. Do you know what I mean? Like there's, there's one side and that's the side that first of all, everybody should see there shouldn't be two sides to you. Um, and second of all, like when you play golf with somebody, it's the honest you, right? Mm -hmm. You mess up a shot you're not gonna be able to fake it for so long right yeah. like it's yeah. it, you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's it's the real you and i think a lot of people that come into entrepreneurship think that they can have a personal life and a business life yeah. combine the two you you can combine the two and mm-hmm. and you can have clients be friends but there can also be boundaries there where you're not right you might not go out with them on a saturday morning for breakfast or a friday night but 
it's it's that one thing that I, I think a lot of people don't understand. Um, at least for me, I found, you know, a lot of the people that I do work with, I am kind of friends with them. And I take pride in being able to say that. Like, I actually enjoy being able to say, yeah, we'll go play hockey. Or, you know what, I'll come to the office. Oh, I'll, I'll drop by a Christmas gift. That kind of thing. Um, so let me ask you. What in the holiday season, um, you know, a lot of Christmas cards are going out, that kind of thing. A lot of letters are going out. Um, what are some things that you want to in the future, um, maybe you learn from to do more of this year? Or what are some things that you did this year to kind of reconnect with your audience in the holiday season? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Christmas cards, you know, are, are kind of an easy and, and obvious one. Uh, I think client client kind of drop buys, right? Dropping, with, it could be a bottle of wine, whatever right. it might be. Just, you know, ha- having that um, face-to-face connection again with clients. Uh, I mean, I would love to do more of like a community type of event. Yeah, Obviously yeah. this year has been a little bit tough, but that'll be something that I look to do next year. I know our team wants to do something bigger too as well, but, um, so I think, yeah, even stuff in my neighborhood, you know, I did a, a, a pumpkin where I went around and handed out pumpkins, you know, <laughs> are um, you serious? Uh, yeah. That's uh, a good idea. Yeah. Over, over Halloween. So something I'd like to tie something like that into Christmas, um, for sure next year and, and just doing more, getting people together, obviously ways to give back, whether it's, you know, a, a clothing drive, something like that. Um, I mean, I just did a coloring contest actually, which was a really cool, I saw that on your story. So that was, uh, yeah, I actually got quite a few, uh, entries in, which was great. Um, you know, people were super thankful, fun little activity for the kids. I actually had one lady who does a, or runs a home daycare, so she got had about all, all six Oh, no kids. way. So she's like, this is great, you know? I, wow. A little activity. To a little overwhelming your first, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so no, it was, uh, so I'll, I'll definitely, I, I'm probably, will even do that for different holidays throughout the year because the, the reception was very good on that. I really like one of the biggest things that you, you said was community events. You seem to, like you've said that a, a few times now, yeah. that seems to be a big thing for you. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's such an underrated thing in the business yep. in, in entrepreneurship or in just networking in general, you know, yep. um, something about it, it beats virtual any day of the For week. Sure. I mean, yep. it just does. Right. And yes, as it is restricted right now, I think we can see more of that in the future. Hopefully yeah, <laughs> fingers, fingers crossed. crossed right. Yeah. Um, what are some like, I guess, events? Cause I've actually been curious about events and that kind of thing. You know, you do keynote speakers, um, you, you, you sell tickets to like 50, 60 different people, do teams. What are some events that you have kind of wanted to pursue just haven't yet? Yeah. So a lot of the community stuff, like when I was like Meridian's very community focused, obviously flagship branch here in, 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 yeah, uh, in the lake, 100%. um, you know, this is kind of where the, the grassroots are for, for Meridian. So a lot of that was ingrained in me during my time there. Um, and it's translated over now. A big thing that our team actually does, and again, I only this would have been the first year, but obviously it was we did it much smaller scale. But they in in Stony Creek in Fifty Point Community Park, which is a big neighborhood there, uh, we usually do a, a really large Canada Day event. Oh, okay, fireworks yeah, yeah. and band and, and all that stuff, right? Wow. Food. So you know, I unfortunately haven't been able to experience it yet yeah. because of COVID. But something like that will be what we look to do again next year, obviously, if, if we're allowed. And then I, I would like to take that on a, you know on a smaller scale in, in my neighborhood or in in, in my community where I am. And do something like that as well. So yeah. whether, you know, whether it's Canada Day or you know, maybe like a May two four to, 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 um, a type of thing, but um, I would like to do a similar event to that. Gotcha. Just getting people together, and I think you know people will be very receptive to that, given that we've kind of been stuck. Uh, yeah. You know. Oh no, one hundred percent. Last little bit. So. Yeah. Okay, so Matt, what are some of the I guess 
you know, shoot the lights out goals that you have, whether it's, you know, um, gross sales in one year, um, you know, I'm sure you have goals as a team, right? What are some of the shoot the lights out sales for you personally that you want to hit in, let's say the next two to three years? Yeah, absolutely. So I think for me, I mean, only, you know, being newer in the business, so I don't want to say I'm already ready to get out of transactional real right. estate because I'm not. And I think <laughs> no matter what you do, if you, you know, start a team, you become, you know, a, a, a sales leader on a team, I, I think you have to stay relevant. So you, you have to stay in the in, in the transactional side of the business. But for me, for sure, in the next few years, I would love to be leading a group of agents, um, you know, and I think... Uh, for me, still doing transactions, but, yeah. um, you know, helping guide, especially newer agents, um, to get them to a point where they are um, a, a highly or a, a high producing agent. Um, and then, too, I think there's, you know, there will be some expansion uh, opportunities where we go into some, some, some different markets. Right. Um, so like uh, development, that, that yeah, kind of like, area? like our office is going to, to okay. different areas. Yeah, gotcha. Um, so I think, obviously, I mean, it's no secret, I, I'm wanting to expand our team and do more out in the, the Niagara area. Um, so that I think will be a, a huge factor in, in probably the next three to five years for us as a team. Um, I mean, I, I, I set GCI goals. I don't know that I have a GCI goal in five years. Um, for, for me, it, it's, about, it's about freedom of time, right? right. I, mean, I have a family, I have two young kids. So um, getting that and I mean, through investing in real estate and other avenues as well, but to have passive income is, is a huge factor for me as well. I like that a lot. And I think that's why you mentioned yeah. the team thing. Yeah. Um, you know what? It's a big thing. It's not like you need to make, you know, $10 million a year, that kind of right. thing, right? It's more, you're looking for that freedom of time to be able to spend with your family, but also not live, you know, paycheck to paycheck, right? It's, it's that freedom. And I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs seek for. Yep. Was that your goal? Was when you wanted to go into real estate? Um, was that the biggest reason? Is freedom of time, and you knew yeah. that if you just did it right, you would be able to have that that time to set aside. Yeah, and I mean, people ask me often. I get people asking all the time about, oh, like should I leave my job and, and go into whether it's real estate or or any sort of career? And I tell everybody, I really enjoyed my time with Meridian. Um, I really enjoyed the role I was in. For me, it was about personal development, personal growth. Um, having that freedom. And, and I knew in the first few years, it wasn't, I was probably, and I am, I'm working more than I was at all, all different hours. I love it. Right. Yeah. Whatever it is. Um, but I know long term it's going to pay dividends for me in terms of getting some time back and being able to spend that time with my family. Um, and I think for me, you know, ever since we bought our first house in 2015, um, and then I got to see kind of the other side of the real estate industry for the last five or so years, that's what really led me down that path. And I didn't want to have any, any regrets or kind of shoulda, coulda, woulda type of mentality. So I said to my wife, I said, it's something that I have to explore. 100%. Um, I obviously left Meridian on very, very good terms. And I know I could go back there at, at any time, but um, it's something where I had to at least kind of jump in with, with, with both feet and, and see if, see if it works. And I mean, obviously I don't want to say I'm, I had success, but um, but I would say I had a very you do not write for yourself. Very good yeah. first year. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, again, super thankful and grateful for that to be surrounded by great people and and be on a very high producing team. Um, obviously, having the support of, of of my family as well has been huge. Now, I want to ask you um, because you made a good point there. Going to Meridian, it was a learning personal growth experience. Yeah. It's, I think, because I, you know, I'm 18, right? I have a lot of friends that are in school right now, first, maybe second year, maybe even third year, yeah. um, that are, 
not really sure exactly what they want to do. They're going for a program that they think they want to do, um, but they're not 100%, right? And I don't get me wrong. I don't think you'll ever be 100% on anything right. you ever want to do. Like, you probably weren't 100% on becoming a real estate agent. It was probably like maybe 90, 85, 80, maybe even 50. You don't know, right? But you'll never 100%. Um, what I like and what I want to touch on is you said that it was a big personal growth experience. So, you know, to anybody like going to school right now, don't think that you have to go to school, get a job, and that's your life set. Like your life is not set when you get a job out of school. You can actually get a job, an apprenticeship, an internship for the opportunity to grow and learn because going to school is one thing, but the real world is, you know, nitty gritty. It's tough as nails and people don't really care whether you went to school or not. It's how you treat them. Do you respect them? Can you connect with them? Can you be there for them? Right? So I think that's the biggest thing. And, And do you found, did you find that Meridian kind of taught you the people skills, at least to a certain extent to be able to get you to be more experienced in real estate? Absolutely. And like I said earlier, I mean, the jobs I did, especially in the small business and commercial field tied in again, very similar, like more so when I was in small business, I was almost like my own boss. I mean, I, I definitely had a manager and right. people above me, but I treat, and I've always treated it like it's my own business, right? Even though I was on salary and, and whatnot. Um, and I was, you know, I, I was employed by somebody, but I always treated it like my own, um, my own business. So that definitely lent itself, uh, very nicely to when I got into, right. into real estate and yeah, I mean, people, you know, especially when you, you know, you go to a listing appointment, they don't care if you have a university degree or a college degree. Basically, they want to know about you as a person and build that relationship, but also, you know, how many, how many listings have you done, right? What's your experience in, in, in the business? But I always caution people too, like, I don't think it's so much on number of years in the business. I mean, if, you, if you've had, the, if you've been in the business for 30 years and you've had the exact same year for 30 years, have right. you really grown? Like, have you really gotten better every year? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't think it's always about, like, number of years of experience. But, again, that's something that many people will ask in an, in an appointment, right? What have you done, basically? Or, like, everybody wants to know, what what can you do for me? Type right, what, yeah. What's yeah. in it for me, right? That's ultimately what everybody's looking for. So um, when you can provide that value and show the value, um, I think that goes a long way to building relationships. And as we kind of close this off, I, I really do want to, um, you know, bring to light the fact that, for me personally, like anybody young listening, I like to speak to the younger audience, um, is that asking questions is the number one thing you can do in life. Like it is literally the one thing that you cannot do wrong. You can never ask a wrong question. It, it, I mean, unless you're, you know, stupid, I I don't know, but (laughs) like, in my opinion, I've asked some like really weird questions to some people, but they'll still answer them and I get something out of it. So, you know, when you're talking to somebody and I think you can touch on this too, is finding the light in any time you're talking to somebody, learning something, it might even be, maybe you're judged, it might even be, oh, I learned what not to say because if it bothers me, it would bother somebody else that this person said it to me. Right. Right. Or it might be, oh, this guy talks a lot with his hands. Maybe I want to start doing that because it makes me feel more embraced. It it makes me gravitate more towards this person. Even the smallest little things, whether it's asking a question, whether it's analyzing their body language, whether it's analyzing their pitch, their tone, all of these things affect how you treat people and whether people trust you. And, you know, in real estate, in videos, in finance, in car sales, trusting somebody is the utmost respectable personality trait that anybody would do business with. 
No, hundred percent. Yeah, you, that that's totally right. And and I mean, I think, and, and like they always say, I mean, if, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're you're in the wrong room. Yep. Right. Yep. And, and I love that. I it. love yeah. that quote. And and that's it. And I mean, every meeting, whether it's a lunch meeting with a, with a buddy or with a, a prospect or a client, I'm always looking. There's always something that you can learn. Yeah. Like you said, I think that's the huge thing with why sometimes Zoom meetings and phone calls aren't the best because you can't truly get a feel for a person, right? And that's why face-to-face meetings and you can't automate a, a relationship. And that's why I think in this business, there will be some automation as, as things go on. Um, but I think there's something to be said about the face-to-face and that personal connection. 100%. Even yeah. as things evolve and, you know, it, it's happening in, in, in every industry right now. Um, but I think that that aspect of the business relationship will always be there. Yeah, 100%. Well, Matt, we're going to have to close it off for today, brother, but we do appreciate you coming on and you know, you are a newer agent, but it seems like you're doing great for yourself. You definitely have, you know, a good head on your shoulders when it comes down to understanding people, understanding, you know, respecting people, connecting with people. I mean, I love the sports. I love it. I love that. That's how you're, that's probably your biggest way of, you know, connecting with people and networking. I think it's really cool. And I think it's one of those things that not a lot of people can do, um, which is cool because you've got your niche, right? Hey, want to go play golf? Yeah, sure. No problem. I love it, man. Um, So thank you so much for joining us. Um, To anybody listening, I hope you got something out of this talk, whether it was good, bad, or nothing in between. It doesn't matter. Try to find something that you can learn from this discussion. If I talk too much, great. Next time you interview somebody, don't talk so much, (laughs) right? So anyways, Matt, thanks for joining us. Um, Stay tuned. We've got some really cool episodes coming up. It's the new year, so it's going to be a good one. 2022 is very exciting for us. Cheers, guys. Thank you for listening to this week's Golden Guest on the Meeting Gold Podcast. If you learned something from today's episode, make sure to check out our other content on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Instagram, and YouTube. Also, make sure to leave us a follow while you're there. Thanks, and have a golden day.